This week, my guest is Dean Carroll. Dean is a career development advisor. He's a published trainer, instructor. He's worked for John Wiley as senior vice president of sales professional development business for a number of years. And he's just like me in the sense that we're both passionate about our area of expertise, which is sales training. But Dean's going to share a lot today with you on this week's episode. We're going to talk specifically about tips for self-employed coaches, trainers, the importance of networking, the importance of knowing your audience, and of course, the importance of developing and using emotional intelligence, because it's a skill that all of us need to use and develop, particularly when we are people running our own business. This is the Training Business Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett-Hayes. Hey, welcome to the Training Business Podcast. My name is Mark, and this is the weekly show for self-employed consultants, trainers, coaches, people who are in the sphere of learning and development. But we're not looking at learning and development per se. The focus on this show is the business of you making money from your expertise, your programs, your workshops, your books, keynotes, courses, everything that's between your ears that you can monetize. Now, maybe you have already done this. Perhaps you're someone who has an expert business, but you want more tips from other people who are perhaps in a different part of that journey. Or maybe you're thinking of leaving a job to start this expert business journey. If that is the case, this is the show for you. We've been recording this since about 2018, so nearly four years now. And in terms of my role, I'm the host. I'm lucky to every week talk to wonderful people out there, people who are self-employed coaches, experts, trainers, consultants. And my goal, of course, is to bring you and share what they tell me through this podcast episode. I'm a self-employed trainer. I'm a coach. I'm a published author on the subject of coaching and development. I've been employed, unemployed, and self-employed, and I've learned loads on this journey. So every Thursday, there is, of course, an episode designed to help you wherever you are on your journey. And for that reason, I'd love you to click on follow right now or to click on subscribe, and you'll be notified of great episodes as they come out. It takes a couple of seconds and costs absolutely nothing. Dean, welcome to the show. What a pleasure to be with you today, Mark. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're in uh, New Jersey, right? Northern New Jersey, about 25 miles from New York City. So we're all uh, working remotely these days. Um, so to give people listening some background, um, you've come from many, many years working in senior management roles for global companies. Um, and these days, you're, well, you've a range of strings to your bow. You're uh, a career development advisor and a sales trainer. And actually, sales training is my background. It's not something I actually interview people about very often. But um, um, let's start with how you got from where you were to where you are, because this is always of interest to people listening. Well, it is an interesting path and something I'm actually really proud of because I had a terrific job. I was the sales manager for a large global publisher named Wiley, which yeah. is a, a business book publisher, training publisher. So a lot of people in your audience have, uh, have purchased uh, Wiley uh, books. 
And uh, But like every industry over the past uh, number of years, it, it's undergone a lot of change. And uh, so after about three and a half decades in the business, I said, I wanted to do something different in this next stage of my career. So I left the uh, publishing industry in 2015. I went back to school. I took courses in, in uh, coaching and training and leadership development with uh, students uh, half my age or more. <laughs> and uh, it was really invigorating and exciting. And it, and it set me on a path where, where now, I, as you said, I have a multi-faceted uh, approach to my career where I do some sales training. I do some coaching. I do one-on-one coaching. And I have courses uh, in sales with uh, LinkedIn Learning. So a fun, diverse yeah. portfolio. What made you feel that the time was right to leave that I wouldn't say safe space. It isn't always safe. It's sometimes volatile, uncertain, working as an employee. What made you feel now's the time, irrespective of your age, to make the jump from working for other people to working for yourself? Well, I think the the big thing was, you know, I spent most of my career, you know, training people and helping them develop and grow. Mm. And with an industry changing, I spent most of my time reorganizing and restructuring and regrouping, which is a nice way of saying I had to let people go. And that's not fun. Mm. And so instead of motivating and encouraging, I was spending my time realigning and restructuring. It needed to be done. Um, and it was essential to be done for the success of the company I was with, but it's not a fun job. And I said, you know what? I don't want to do this. <laughs> and uh, I left on good terms. Everyone was pleased. And uh, I moved on. And I said, uh, you know, it's uh, that, that part of the corporate life wasn't fun for me at all. Mm. How did you get your first clients then? Let's, let's get down to basics. That is the basics, and it, it starts with you can have the greatest website in the world, and you can advertise all you want, but a lot of it comes from, most of it comes from me at least, word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And you meet one person who tells another person uh, who tells this other person, and you ask for referrals, you ask for recommendations, and you can't be shy. You say, I need some help. I need some introductions. It's almost like the basics of sales, and uh, you ask for uh, you know some guidance and some uh, some leads along the way, and you cultivate them. And uh, so the very first client actually came from a recommendation of somebody I used to work with in publishing, and they said Dean has gone into this new new world of training and coaching, and uh, maybe you should meet him. And uh, uh, it's uh, and it started from there. So let's focus on what you do today right now. Um, your brand and um, the Skyridge Group. What what does the Skyridge Group or Dean offer the marketplace in, and what form does it take in, in terms of you know coaching, training, packages, workshops, etc. Well, you talk about this. You've talked about this a lot with uh, another podcast, and you even talk about it in your book about you have to have focus of who you want to reach. And, you know, when I first started, I said, well, I'll coach anybody, which is the exact thing you should not be doing. <laughs> and uh, one of the great lessons I learned was that I'm not, uh, I'm not good at working with senior level management. I'm not the MBA out of uh, the university you went to or New York University. I work and my focus is on people who are in the early stages of their career or the middle stages of their career who are trying to navigate a path uh, in their company or the people that they work with. Uh, I'm very down-to-earth. I'm very low-key, and uh, uh, and that's my strength. But when I first started, I was working with people 22 years old and 62 years old, which is probably the first lesson I learned in school was 
don't do that. <laughs> and I, I really broke all the rules and I tried to say, I'll coach anybody. And I learned very quickly, you need to have a focus and, who you, and knowing who your audience is. And did that help you then develop a product and price it? Yes, and absolutely. So it's a, uh, I work on, uh, so I do, it's multifaceted. So as I said, I, I teach the basics of sales. I don't go into advanced methodologies and, mm-hmm. and, and go into advanced theories. Uh, I teach that what I, that's, that's the theory of my, all of my work, the mastering the basics, which is the name of my book. Uh, it's uh, basic skills of sales. And then I tie that into those who are in the corporate world. Again, having 30 years plus working in a big global company, you learn how to navigate and survive those uh, situations. So I work with people who are in their middle stages of their career trying to get to that next level. So it's a focus on Maybe I'm a marketing manager, a sales manager, and I want to be a vice president, or I'm trying to get to that next tier. And how do you navigate and uh, and do that? So mm-hmm. it's uh, um, it's it's very fun, but it's also again you talk about this in your book. It's also knowing that some people are uncoachable. Yes, and that's a, I think that's a really important lesson for trainers and coaches is learning that you know some people you you, you can lead them to water, but they're just not going to drink. <laughs> And I found that I found that very, very frustrating when I first started. I said, "Oh, I can help this person." And you realize the, the, the smartest lesson is it's knowing when to say, "You know what? This isn't working. Have a nice day." I can't help you if you can't help yourself. Right? Bingo. That's so true. And uh, there are a lot of people who say, "You know, I need some coaching," and then they realize they don't want to be coached. And that's very frustrating. And I think when you first get into business and running your own business, you want to think you can help everybody and and coach them. And you have to learn, you know what? You just can't. And I think a great lesson is knowing when to say you have to move on. Yeah, you could, as many of us do, we begin as generalists where Mm. we perhaps have left the corporate role. We're conscious of bills coming in and we have to make money. So what do we do? We just say yes to everything. And before you know it, I found that stressful, actually, personally speaking. I find if I have to shift gears mentally and do this and then do this, I don't believe my authenticity. I don't believe that I'm the right person for programs. That's a a dreadful feeling to have. Um, But when you know that you're helping people, you believe you can help them, you know you can help them, and you make money and have fun doing it, I think that's the the niche for you. Um, I'm I'm curious about uh, sales. I'll tell you why, because we're both sales trainers. But here's the thing. When you talk to the average trainer... We focus on, let's say, resilience or leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may be a sales trainer, you may be not, but we still need sales. If we're running our own businesses as consultants, coaches, facilitators, trainers, we need to have some element of sales ability, right? To yes. bring in leads, to bring in, to convert leads to to actual contracts, training contracts. You had a sales background. What was it like then, beginning to sell for yourself? Well, it's it's starting from scratch you're learning the basics of finding new clients finding prospects and you realize wow this is tough you know being in a profession for many years being in publishing if you're around long enough you know everybody (laughs) and then when you're and now you're starting in a whole new business and it's like who's dean carroll and you have to go out and and sell yourself and and come up with that message of who you are and my message has always been, you know, 
keeping things down, trying to break the stereotypes of what sales is all about. So I coach a lot of people in sales who are scared to death of sales. Um, you know, we see the the movies of the Wolf of Wall Street or Alec Baldwin, you know, always be closing. Yeah. And, you know, we get scared of that. And, you know, I think that is the last thing that sales is about. So I, I talk to recent college graduates, uh, recent new people into business getting into sales and say, just break down all of those barriers. And the the best salespeople are the best listeners. Mm. And and uh, they they I'm talking too much now, but in a sailing situation, keep your mouth you know closed, and uh, you know they have this new artificial intelligence software. You can track how much you're talking versus the client listening. You know, and they're talking, and you realize the salesperson's talking 65 percent of the time. And uh, so I teach lessons about that of how to get it to be the opposite. You know, 35 mm. percent of the time you're talking. And um, so it's uh, so for myself, it's, uh, it's talking about those messages that I was scared to. Mm. You know, and we're all a little bit intimidated. No one wants to hear no. So it's that authenticity that I talk about, and uh, um, and that's the message I try to convey when I sell myself to clients. But again, it goes back to I think most of it comes from word of mouth. You know, mm. Mark, you've done a great job training this company or this person, and they tell somebody else, and uh, they like your style, and uh, that takes time. To, it doesn't happen in the first month, as you no. well know. <laughs> no, and that, that's that's the tough part, I think, for many people who who've left another job to become consultants, trainers, etc. It's that dry patch. Uh, we might lead or leave initially with some lead. Uh, someone wants to see us land well, so they give us some introduction, and that then dries up, and, and now it's a case of what do I do now? Um, have you developed a, some kind of drumbeat for constant uh, development of your uh, lead channels? In other words, have you figured out a formula that that makes money for Dean in terms of bringing training and coaching clients to your door? That goes back to the basics of the sales pipeline, right? I mean, yep. you need to have your steady business, and mm-hmm. you make a really good point. That dry patch is a is an arid patch yep. <laughs> when you first start. You know, you do it. Oh <laughs> wow! And you know, so if, if the lesson is, you know, it's nice having a weekly paycheck from the corporate world and a healthcare plan and and a, you know investment plan maybe with the company. When you're starting on your own, that dry patch you need to be prepared for. And add a few more months of income <laughs> reserve because yeah. that it's you still got to get paid by your clients. So the the drumbeat is is that you've got your steady customers, and you always know you need to add in and be pro- you're always got to be prospecting. It never ends, and you devote whether it's a Monday or a Friday or a Wednesday or whatever time of the day to cultivating it and developing and finding uh, new clients that you potentially could work with. And never forgetting and always supporting the the ones who are paying the bills regularly. And what else can you be doing with them? So yeah. it's uh, it's your it, it's true in sales whether you're in the corporate world or running your own business. It's your twenty five percent of your regular business, twenty five percent of new business that comes and go, and cultivating new ones. And you get in a pattern of um, of uh, you know building and maintaining and enhancing those customers. And it's tough because uh, we have to figure out loads when we begin to work for ourselves as knowledge experts. We we have some program we've got to develop. We've got to price it, package it, promote mm-hmm. it. Um, we've then got to spend time with with you know family or kids or both. 
Um, and then we've got to go and do that dirty thing called selling. Yeah. Uh, if we're lucky, we've got people coming to us, but that takes time. It, it might mean you have to develop a course or some keynotes and come to the attention of organizations, but that does take time. In, in lieu of that, or instead of that, you still have to go out and sell. You still have to go out and make phone calls, uh, lift the phone, uh, meet people, network, 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 which brings us nicely to your three tips for self-employed coaches, trainers, experts today. Um, and you said, we all groan when we hear the word networking but you believe it's one of the most important skills to learn no matter what profession we're in, whether we're trainers or something else. It, it is a word we all groan about. We hear networking, we think of a little <laughs> name tag that says, hi, yeah. I'm Mark, right? Or, yeah. or we're at those meetings that we go to a conference and uh, they have that thing on the agenda that says networking break. It's like, oh no, you know, <laughs> it's like, right? And it's like, we all sit around and oh. you know, say hello to each other. But for me, networking is, uh, you know, you're on LinkedIn or we're, we're just communicating with somebody one-on-one. It's like how you and I met. <laughs> you talked to, you had a, a podcast with somebody I knew, they introduced to me and 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 here we are and it's a, a basics of basic communication and it's not looking at it as i have to meet 50 people it's looking at it as i have to meet one person and that builds from there and i think that ties in with building a business you know you met me i'll introduce you to somebody else after this uh, podcast and and it, and it develops and grows i am amazed at how many people I meet now that, you know, we used to say that the line of six degrees of separation. And I think because of LinkedIn and because of the way the world is now, it's, it's three, you know, I think we're all related and I'm, you know, again, I've been around, you've been around a long time. You feel like you're connected with so many different people, but I am amazed at, at how we're all related. And, uh, um, it's, I attribute most of the, the good things that have happened to me because of networking. Um, I've, I've had a fun time. I do, you know, as you mentioned, I do courses with LinkedIn Learning, and all that that happened from networking with somebody I used to work with, who got, went to LinkedIn, and uh, they were looking for a course on the basics of sales uh, in a non, you know, MBA approach, a real basic sales course, entry level, and they thought of me, and they called me up, and lo and behold, there I am, and uh, it's because I stayed connected with this person I used to work with. And it's not having 10,000 connections or 10,000 no. followers. It's who are the two of the 20, you know, work with 15, 20 and cultivate those and then add and subtract others. And, and that's the way life develops. It's like yeah. we have a lot of acquaintances, uh, but who that's are the right. people you can really count on to help build and grow your business if you're running your own business and, and cultivate those. Uh, and for me, that's what's proven to be successful. So I'm a big believer yeah. in that networking. Even the idea of evangelists, just having mm. people, uh, and you don't need too many, to your point. You have a handful of people, but they do such a great job of communicating what you do when you're not there to people who would like you to be helping them. And yeah. that, that uh, network of evangelists who, you don't leave it to chance. You, you cultivate those and don't worry about those 10,000 followers. That's a nice statistic to have, but that does not necessarily lead to business. Um, your second point then today is to know your audience. We I so, so agree with this. We cannot mm. consult with everyone, train everyone, coach everyone. We need to focus on, as you say, the people and companies that we can most effectively assist 
So you've, you've, you've talked about the difference between working with 20-year-olds or 62-year-olds, if that's the age range. Mm-hmm. For you, what was that niche audience where you said, this is the, the group of people, the cohort that uh, my training works best for? I think when when did that, that happen? Yeah, it, it, again, it, I didn't figure that out right away. I mean, yeah. I was, uh, it was, it would be nice to say, you know, I, I had my plan, my business plan, and I was set and focused on a certain mm. demographic or a certain uh, business title. Uh, I had, I actually thought initially my target audience was going to be people my age. And then I realized, or my stage of career, let's say, who the, you know, more advanced in their career. And then I realized early on that's, that I found that age and demographic and mm. career stage the most frustrating and, okay. and and i didn't enjoy it <laughs> so i've quickly pivoted and and uh, and i found my niche again was those in the middle stage of their of their career so it's that uh, and you you have to learn to adapt and it fluctuates uh, in time and i think uh, it's it's really important though of and this is true also you know in any business, whether you're a marketer, or a salesperson, an IT, it's knowing your audience, and and it's taking that extra time to really understand who the people are you're trying to meet, or try to serve, or try to solve their problem. And again, it's it's um, for me, it's that's a lesson that I preach all the time: know your audience, know your people, do that research, and uh, and it's okay to pivot, and it's smart to pivot, and and. Uh, um, so it's an important lesson of mine of knowing. Yeah, there will come a time when uh, you know you need to pivot. The market changes, or there's oh. increased competition, or you say, "I'm sick of this sales training. I want to do something else instead." Uh, and that's happened to me. Uh, your third point is emotional intelligence is a skill that a trainer uh, consultant needs, and it's something which may not be recognized at first glance. Um, again, I couldn't agree more. It ties into your second point, which is to know your audience. What role does EI play if you are uh, a one-person band running your own business, working for yourself? Well, I, some of the core qualities of good emotional intelligence, you know, are being aware, <laughs> listening, uh, asking good questions. It's not rocket science, uh, but so often we're so anxious to sell our wares, so to speak, or sell our services that we're not really listening. And, you know, over the past two years, people of three years, you know, since whole COVID has rocked the world and rocked all of our businesses, people have been on emotional roller coaster. And so we're, we're here saying, I want to sell my, you know, my coaching ideas or my training ideas or my, my courses or whatever. But it's also realizing the person on the other side of that Zoom call or Teams call, or if you're lucky enough to be in person, they're going through. They're trying to pay, pay bills too. They're trying. They've got issues. They've got yeah. family matters, and it's uh, so understanding of that is, uh, I think, is is really important. I think we all should have had taken more psychology courses and more emotional intelligence courses in college or in our training. Um, you know, forget about statistics and <laughs> forget about some of these other courses. But it's understanding human nature. And understanding what other people are going through, mm. I think, is what can pay dividends in running your own business. It's really looking at somebody in the eye and say, "How you know? What are you working on? What are you trying to develop?" And you know, almost as simple as say, "How can I help you?" But not yeah. like that. But you know, I'm here for you. Let it out. Let tell me what we need to do to make your life easier and better. 
it's true. When when you think of why people hire you, it's not because they necessarily um, need what you do as much as they trust you to provide it to them. Uh, well, so it's down trust, to the relationship. Yeah, yeah. A trust is that whole, that's the backbone of, of any profession. Do I trust you and trust your opinions, trust your ideas, trust your guidance? And you can never betray that either. And no. it's, as you well know, I mean, it's, uh, that's the backbone, you know, integrity, you know, credibility, reputation, and character, the cornerstones of what a good trainer is, a good coach is, a good manager, and any profession, those four cornerstones. And uh, they, you have to, uh, you know, adhere to those throughout both our business lives and personal lives. Um, in closing then, um, apart from where can people find out more about you, which I'll come to next, um, what is the direction you're going to take in the next couple of years? What is your vision for your business as, as Dean Carell? Well, again, I'm going to continue to actually continue to focus it even more and actually shrink it. You know, it's, it's learning ex- exactly what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And that sometimes you don't, you don't want to admit it, you know? And I, again, as I said, when we first started the talk, I'm not good with, with senior management. And it's just that just, that's not my thing. And uh, it's, I think I'm good at being authentic and genuine and say, I love sales, but I struggled. We all struggled at times. And, uh, but how do you overcome that? And, and how do you overcome the hurdles? We all went through some hurdles the past two years. So going forward, it's, you know, I love, actually love working with recent college graduates and, and getting them into, used to dealing with the business world, the sales world, and realizing, you know what, it's believing in your abilities. So it's a combination of, I like being the motivator and encourager for the person who's scared to death of getting into business <laughs> or is intimidated by people with the lofty title and advanced degree, which we all can be at times. You know, you go yes. to a company, you're going, you know, it's like somebody's a senior vice president of X, Y, and Z, and they carry themselves really well, or she carries themselves really well, and you get intimidated by that. And you realize, you know what? They have the same concerns and flaws as we all do, but uh, they just hide it better. And, uh, or they have the techniques to overcome it faster. So when you're right out of school, you're early 20s trying to navigate the business world, that can be pretty scary. Mm-hmm. And, and as somebody who's been around the block a few times, I like telling uh, people new to business that I've been there and I still feel, I still get butterflies in my stomach meeting a new client and, and be right. We all feel that. And uh, it's okay to admit it too. <laughs> Dean, where can people find out more about you online? I spend most of my time on LinkedIn, and I post uh, two or three times a week about various business topics, sales-related issues, business mm-hmm. topics, basic things about uh, about marketing and sales and business. So, D. Carroll, K-A-R-R-E-L, um, and uh, on LinkedIn, I have my company called the Sky Ridge Boat Group, but I, I, I jokingly kid that uh, you can spend a lot of money on websites, but that's not where the money comes, and, and they look nice, makes your in-laws and family uh, happy to see it, <laughs> but <laughs> where where the money is made is when you're actually speaking with people and uh, and they I get see. to see your work and, and I and you can see my work on LinkedIn. So please, to your audience, reach out and connect with me or reach out and correspond with me. I'd love to hear from you, Dean. Thank you so much for being my guest today on the show. This was such a treat. I really enjoy your podcast and I've learned a lot along the way, Mark. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dean. My thanks to Dean for being my guest this week, again on the Training Business Podcast. 
And thanks to you for listening today. If you have a question or a suggestion, please email me via mark at trainingbusiness.com. And a huge thanks, of course, from the team, Sam, Joe, James, Turul, and me, because we appreciate your loyalty, your listenership, and your time. Please click on the follow button or the subscribe button to be notified of great episodes as they come out. You'll find, of course, episodes on your podcast platform of choice, as well as over at trainingbusiness.com. Until next Thursday, keep selling, keep training. Bye for now. once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. See you next time.